You are listening to the following has been approved. My name is Jillian. My name is Jacqueline. And we're here to talk about movie trailers. Yeah, we're getting a lot. We didn't. We couldn't even cover all of them because we only have time for four. It's true. We're kind of getting into summer movie season trailers. I mean, they got to show something before that Captain Marvel. So, uh, yeah, the trailers are coming out hot. Yes. Yes, they are. First, have you seen any movies? No. No. You count Sister Act 2. Obviously, I do. Did you watch the whole thing? I have. I did. I've seen it many times, and I still, I still enjoy it. So, I watched Crazy Rich Asians again on a plane. It always holds up. It's my new go-to comfort rom-com. That's fair. It's such a good movie. Oh, yeah. I forgot. And I watched half of another rom-com. For some reason, in Netflix UK, isn't it romantic? The movie that just came out is already on Netflix here. Is that the one with, uh, what's-her-face? Rebel, Rebel Wilson, yes. And um, I admire some of the ways they make fun of rom-com tropes is really funny. But at its heart, it's trying to be a rom-com, and I don't have any chemistry with her and Adam Devine. And um, it's kind of boring. But also, like, kind of great. Like, that baby Hemsworth is just really funny. Like, because he's playing, like, just a rom-com trope, and he's really good at it. Like, okay. He writes his phone number, like, his character writes his phone numbers on, like, a pedal, and he's like, ah, don't worry, you'll figure it out. Like, call me. Like, it's just destiny. Like, he's so good. But the movie itself is pretty boring. So, pass. And then, wow, I'm only watching a bunch of halves of movies. Uh, I watched half of Leaving Neverland, the uh, Michael Jackson documentary. And half of that is is longer than a a feature length film. 90 minutes, yeah. uh, Four hours in total of brutal child molestation charges. So, yeah. Do you think you'll watch that one? I would like to. Um, I don't know when I'm going to get to it, but I'm sure I, I will probably see it at some point. I would say everyone should see it. See it with somebody just so you can have someone to talk to with. Like, it is crazy the things they say and how we as a society even let a 30-year-old man hang out with kids that much. It's it's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, it's. It seems like a very heavy movie, which is why I haven't watched it yet. Again, I can't even, I mean, I know I have to finish it, and it's just, it's a lot. And people are like, well, do you have to stop stop listening to Michael Jackson now? And the... Probably. But the argument it is, like, you can't do that, not only because his music is everywhere, but he influenced, I don't know, you're going to stop listening to Bruno Mars? That's essentially a Michael Jackson ripoff. Like, it's... He's just permeated the culture so much. I don't know. I mean, yes. Am I going to watch the Thriller music video again? Probably not. But it's, it's, yeah. What a movie. Uh, kudos to the filmmakers for making a great documentary that I truly don't want to finish. I was going to say, it seems like it's staying with you. That's, like, always the mark of a good documentary. It really is. And speaking of staying power, this next franchise will not die. Tell us about the new uh, Will Smith in Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. So, um, Will Smith, smartly, is no longer going to be part of Suicide Squad, but Idris Elba is taking his place. Don't know why. <laughs> I'm not going to say, I'm not going to give him 
the adjective of smartly. One, he should have done it in the first place. Two, remember Suicide Squad, who is being written by now? That's true. That's true. It is by um, Rooker? Rooker. James yeah. Gunn. Gunn. Yeah. Rooker is his buddy. Michael Rooker, Michael Rooker will definitely pop up in it, but James Gunn is writing it and... Um, directing it, maybe? Directing, maybe, too. And say what you want about him. Also, after watching that Michael Jackson documentary, I'm like, so we're kicking a guy off Twitter for making pedophile jokes, but Michael Jackson was an actual pedophile? Crazy. That's a different thing. But James Gunn is writing Suicide Squad, which means it will be a better movie. <laughs> we hope. Well, I hope for Idris Elba's sake, because I think he could make it kind of fun. I agree, and I like Idris Elba, so I want this to be better. And again, Suicide Squad, the first act of that movie, like the introduction of all the characters, very good. It lost it in the third act. I mean, you're right. It's a great montage movie. The minute they stopped doing a montage of, like, who's who, and they tried to make an actual plot involving a fake heart and Viola Davis stabbing it, uh-uh. It got off the rails. But, like, in the beginning, it was good. And then all of a sudden, you're like, you stayed with it, and you're like, where are we going here? <laughs> oh, you don't know where we're going either? Uh, who is driving this thing? No one. No one's driving. Now it's going to be James Gunn. Well, so, um, yeah, so good for James Gunn, good for Idris Elba. I mean, anybody should be happy to have Will Smith's sloppy seconds. Maybe it'll make a hitch, too, with Idris Elba, too. <laughs> First of all, Will Smith will be back for hitch, too, because people love hitch. Man, what a good rom-com. Speaking of Netflix, we haven't. But Steven Spielberg also doesn't want us to talk about Netflix. He's very anti... Well, not Netflix. He's bringing it to the Academy that movies like Roma, who don't have a full run in theaters, should not be up for any awards. What do you think? I disagree because there's so many movies that wouldn't get the chance to be seen by audiences without streaming services so if it's not for like netflix or amazon prime or even hulu to some extent there's a lot of movies that people wouldn't be able to uh consume essentially and so there i don't know i think if you do that you're kind of alienating a whole um section of uh filmmakers Right, and that is the main argument people are making, and I totally agree. But to be the devil's advocate and defend Steven Spielberg, who everyone's like, you make sucky movies. Remember Ready Player One? Okay, let's not let's not act like he didn't fucking make Jaws. Calm down, everyone. And I like Ready Player One. It's fine. I tried to watch it on a plane. Too many things. But it's fine. he's not saying he doesn't want women or black men or non-binary all these people that netflix gives a chance it's not saying he doesn't want them to make movies i think what he's doing is he's protecting the idea of going to the movies which unfortunately he's just not remembering that only people who look like him tend to get movies like in theaters like that it's true and i mean even if you have like a small art house theater that shows like some of these movies not everyone even has access to see it I don't, because there's, I mean, they could be in very remote areas or very big cities, and, like, not everyone lives in big cities, so, um, I just think, you know, movies are made for people to, to watch, to enjoy, um, their stories, so I think the more people that can see your film, the better, and why, if it's gonna be on Netflix, who cares? Um, and, and, you know what I think? Maybe Netflix will start making movie theaters. 
I mean, we're essentially going back to, what is that, vertical integration? Yeah. We're going back to the 1920s, which I don't know if it's good or bad anymore. It's probably bad, but we're going to have to revert back to it. But I think he, you're right. He should be arguing, not for no Netflix, just like, it should be more of you have to be in theaters. A little bit. Like, yeah. just to, just to, I don't know, give people that cinematic experience that if they, if they so desire. Which I do. Well, which is true. I love, I do like going to the movies to, or going to the theaters to see movies. But then a counter argument to this too is that Steven Spielberg, you're a big time player in Hollywood. Why not produce some of these movies so they can get put into the theaters? Exactly. Or again, just, yeah, help, help these companies work with theaters more so they're e able to get yeah. better distribution. Again, I get where his heart's at. He's protecting what he loves, but he needs to use his head more. He needs to think. He does. This is, yeah, because otherwise, I mean, no one would, no one in, not no one, but Roma would not have been able to be seen by so many people. And, like, I commend Crazy Rich Asians for not going the Netflix route, and it worked out for them. But they were able to get distribution. Not everyone's able to get distribution, so. Yes, way to bring it back to Crazy Rich Asians. The best rom-com made in the past five years. And just the right amount of shirtless dudes' backs. Just the right amount. What a perfect movie. They Yes, they did it very tastefully. Just, and like, they, they spaced it out. Just, man, I love that movie so much. <laughs> okay, well, let's go some trailers, though. Because this next one could also be good. This is The Art of Self-Defense. I want to sign up for classes. It's excellent news. I'm going to go ahead and enter you into the system. Name, Casey... Davies? It's a very feminine-sounding name. Why karate? I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the dark. So Jesse Eisenberg is afraid of everything. <laughs> they intimidate me. I want to be what intimidates me. I want to be... This question's multiple choice. A, health and fitness. B, career opportunity. C, New Year's resolution. D, self-defense slash traumatic experience. What if it's none of the above? Should I read the choices again? No, that's okay. A, health and fitness. This seems dark. It does. This is your belt. It is yours. It is sacred. There'll be a $15 charge to replace a lost belt. Oh, what a weird trailer. So I almost, I'm almost like, is he trying to be like a vigilante with karate somehow? It does seem to get a little violent in the clips that were shown. Well, it does say the art of self-defense is an upcoming dark comedy film written and directed by Riley Stearns. Oh, okay, wait, here's more. After a brutal mugging, a man takes up karate to defend himself, but soon, soon falls under the spell of the dojo's enigmatic leader. Oh, so it's got like a cultish feel to it. Yeah, this is my kind of Jesse Eisenberg movie. He needs to be in dark, weird stuff like this. Yes. Yes, this is where he does the best. Yeah, like he made us laugh. He wasn't... I don't know, this could be good. Um... Yeah, it could make it could make him seem less annoying. Exactly. And honestly, this is something that I think I would like to see on Netflix more than the theater. So there you go. Like, it's a small movie. I kind of want to watch it, like, in the dark on my own computer. 
Okay. That's that. And now on to romance. We need that touch from the one we love almost as much as we need air to breathe. This is five feet I never apart. understood that until I couldn't have it. It never fades away. So there's a lady, this is my life. a girl, in the hospital. She is cystic fibrosis. Oh my still, look at that thing out of my face. <laughs> what would I do without you? You'd die. <laughs> People with CF aren't supposed to get within six feet because we could end up catching each other's bacteria. You followed me. With the intent of introducing myself, I'm Will Newman. You're the kind of guy that ignores the rules because it makes you feel in control. Am I right? You're not wrong. You think that's cute? Do you think it's cute? There's no room in It's Sweet Life of Zach and or Cody. Nothing is going to save our lives. We're breathing borrowed air. These meds are not optional. Yeah, that's probably why they keep shoving them down my throat. <sighs> okay, we're gonna do our treatments together, so that way I know you're actually doing them. Shake on it. Honey. He's a type A, follow the rules. He's a, I don't care if I die. Don't tell me the one time you're interested in some guy, he's also got CF. I just helped him set up his med cart. I know you, Stella. Organizing a med cart is like foreplay. <laughs> Six feet apart at all times. You both know the rules. You catch his infection and you can kiss new lungs goodbye. So, does he have some other disease, maybe? No, 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 they have the same disease. I don't want to hurt you. I can't. This whole time I've been living for my treatments instead of doing my treatments so that I can live. And I want to live. After all that CF is stolen from me, I don't mind stealing something back. 304 millimeters, 12 inches, one foot. Five feet apart. Are you in? of the trailer. They both have cystic fibrosis, which means they could catch each other's version of cystic fibrosis, so they must stay apart. Gotcha. I don't understand why all new team rom-com or romantic whatever's need to involve sick people. Like, why, why are we doing this? I think it's something about how love is fatalistic and it's also caught up with how global warming is upon us and like there's no good ending what do you think i i don't know i just like why can't we have movies like can't hardly wait made anymore like why do we have to go down this dark emo path like not everyone because there wasn't the specter of global warming i really think that's it there is something you're right there is something about recent teenage rom-coms where it's like you're lucky if you get to be five feet apart, much less start a family and have fun. Like, it's like, like, like not a, like, why can't we, like, kids be kids anymore? <laughs> because of the specter of global warming. I, I really think that's it. Anyways, this is very dramatic and it's directed by just too much. It really is. But if you see who directed it, you'll understand. It's directed by Justin Baldoni, he's known for Raphael on Jane the Virgin. He's also, like, just overly sincere and, like, he did a TED Talk about med, like, male masculinity and how, like, male, men should be more, like, fragile. You've probably seen it. And, um, he's very emo. 
And so when I saw that he was directing this, I'm like, yeah, this is the perfect thing for him. Oh my gosh, I just don't like like, and 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 nothing against this, but like, um, because I know that there's people out there who are suffering, and like, yes, you want to see yourself, like, you know, the representation in film, but like. God, there's just no more lighthearted movies, and it kind of kills me a little bit. Like, sometimes you want to see that. Yeah, but I did agree. Like, so for most of the trailer, they both have um, breathing apparatuses in their nose, and I was kind of jazzed. Like, well, this is how some people do live their lives, yeah. and that's. I think it is important that we show it. Also, you don't know if it's gonna be sad. Obviously, only one of them's gonna die, a la The Fault Is in Our Stars. It's probably gonna be the girl. Mm, that would be a twist. That I mean, I'm, because, right, it would be the most um, logical twist. <laughs> Anyways, uh, kids are being sad. And I don't hate it, but I don't love watching it because of sadness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's go to something a little bit happier. Okay. This is something great. Oh, that's some strong, prolonged eye contact, so we're going to bounce. Yep. We were together nine years. I thought we could handle anything until... I actually just got a job in San Francisco. I just don't feel like I'm ready to leave New York. Why did he leave you like that? He didn't even want to try. Why did he want to try? Look at you with your pretty teeth and shit. Thank you. So Gina Rodriguez is being broken up with. I feel like we're before and after pictures right now. By Lakeith Stanfield. And she's in New York. Is a good place to have a break. I just took a DNA test. Who I gotta kill? You okay? Basically, I just really want you to call your place of work and tell them you have your period or something and then just come over to my apartment. <clears throat> you know the beginning of a disaster movie, like right before the girl who looks like me dies, and like right when a girl who looked like you walk outside and be like, oh my god, look how crazy the sky looks. This feels like that. I got boy problems as a human in me. I leave in a week, and then I turn 30, and then I die, probably. I need one last epic day with my girls. Yes. You could have had a bad bitch, not committal. Help you with your career, just a little. You're supposed to hold me down, but you're holding me back. I am deeply obsessed with us right now. I can't leave New York City like this. Everything's changing. I mean, we're out here taking risks. You have a girlfriend. Whatever. Kindly leave your heteronormative labels in a motherfucking box. Thank you. Making choices. You still have that boyfriend you hate? Who farted? Oh, shoot. I'm sorry, I was just goofing around. This just can't be where it ends. This is destiny. You are Beyonce. Jenny, we know you're texting him. So it's about three friends. They're trying to grow up and move on. Or not move on, but have a good time. Our best friend is out there drinking champagne from a bottle of green juice. I just want to scoop her up and make it all go away. Wait, it's a green juice mimosa. It's kind of genius. I feel better. I'm going to pick that up. And the third friend is DeWanda Wise, who is... Netflix royalty, because she was in um, Spike Lee's remake, uh, She's Gotta Have It. So, uh, yeah, that's a Netflix movie, and it feels very Netflixy. It does. It does. Um, 
one's making the feel-good movies. Yeah, but that trailer has everything I should love. Like, I like Gina Rodriguez. I love Lakeith Stanfield. I loved Britney Snow 10 years ago when she was on TV more. And I love that they use a really great Lizzo song. But that trailer bored me. Well, it's because it showed you almost the whole movie. And well, But even that, like, sometimes I'll see the whole movie. I'm like, well, that'll be at least fun to watch. But that looks... Even the whole movie looks boring. I don't know. Yeah, it didn't, like... I don't know. It, it seems okay. It seems like a filler movie from Netflix, which is a shame because it's got a great cast. Yes, I agree. Like, it should They're be... Doing their people justice. Yeah, it should be better. It does have a women writer and director, so maybe... Maybe it's actually great, and it's a shitty trailer. Maybe a man put the trailer together. There it is. <gasps> that could be it. Oh, it is this director's first time, so we'll see. Uh, and this next one, I have the highest of hopes for. I have spread my dreams under your feet. Tread softly, because you tread on my dreams. Fight! That's Mindy Kaling getting hit by garbage in late night. I think it's time for a raise. I can't give you a raise, Gabe. It's like giving a raise to a drug addict. My child's like a drug problem. You're fired. You're fired, obviously. Oh, you must be McCreary. Oh, wow. You're fired. She's coming back. She's coming back. She's coming back. Push me. Who are you? I'm Molly. I'm a new writer. You want to sit down? Okay. That's where Mendelssohn sits. Could you sit down, please? Oh, I'll just use uh, this trash can. There's, you know, there's hardly any trash in it at all. Oh, it's kind of comfortable, better than a chair. That's our show, everyone. I came to tell you this year is your last. What? They can't replace you if everyone loves you. Emma Thompson is a late-night talk show host. I love Jay Leno, but a lady. I wish I was a woman of color so I could just get me a job I want. We talked about this. You can't say that. I know what everyone thinks of me, but just because I was lucky enough to get this job doesn't mean I'm stupid enough to lose it. What exactly is wrong with my bits? You're a little old and a little white. What can I do about that? I have some jokes for the monologue. I shouldn't do this in an English accent, should I? No. Watch me! This is your show. It's an expression of who you are. How would you describe Molly? She said I was a vibrant splash of color <laughs> on the gray canvas of our writing staff. I mean, I need you, Molly. I need your pushiness and lack of boundaries. You love me. No, I didn't say that. I, no. I mean, not in those words, but you. No, I didn't say it in any of those words. I love that I know for a fact Mindy Kaling does love Emma Thompson, not only just for her sense and sensibility, wonderful movie, like, she just really loves her, and that really comes through, like, she got somebody she idolizes to star in her movie. Right, and so she's gonna just fangirl over her throughout the whole thing, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, and so this movie's just right up my alley, like, I've always loved late night talk show hosts like as a child that was my favorite thing like and I was always really interested in the machinations behind it like when Jay Leno was pushing out Conan O'Brien that's like right up my alley and then in this world that there is a woman late night talk show host that's getting help from another woman and also Hugh Dancy's in it it's just this is my this is my movie this is a great movie like 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 Mindy Kaling made it for you like I think she 
did. Like, yes. She read your diary. Though. No one's been giving Hugh Dancy, like, uh, leading man work for, like, ten years, but, uh, 13-year-old means really fucking happy. <laughs> um, so she wrote it. She didn't direct it, but I think this premiered at Sundance, and, like, everyone was basically like, yeah, crowd please are gonna be a hit. Yep. Ah, so delicious comes out june 7th that's the one i want to see first then i want to see i forgot all the ones we did before (laughs) something great sad kid movie and what was the first one the art of self-defense oh jesus okay so for me late night then the art of self-defense then some one great and then five feet apart I agree with you 100%. Wholeheartedly, right? It's good. Yeah, because that's someone great movie. I don't think it's for us. Like, No, I mean, I'd say watch it on a plane, but those movies, while they're not made for me, they will make me cry hysterically. I mean, it's... It's funny that that's your reaction. I just get annoyed by how annoying they are. Okay, well, um, kids dying of fatal diseases doesn't make me annoyed. It makes me real sad. No, it, it's sad, but like, but at some point I get annoyed that I'm like, you don't even have this disease. Stop being over the top with it. That is a good point. Like, why couldn't somebody with cystic fibrosis, you know what? Doesn't matter. I'm too sad just thinking about it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> if you get sad thinking about dumb teens, you can tweet us at we approve it. Or you can send us an email at the following has been approved at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the following has been approved. We're also on SoundCloud, iTunes, Cinema Geekly, Instagram, and Tumblr. Just type in We Prove It, and you can find us there. Why are men gray today?